Hare Krishna and we are continuing with the book called On the Way to Krishna by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, page number 34. In this verse, the word Buddha is used which indicates a wise man or one who is learned. What is his symptom? He knows that Krishna is the fountainhead of everything, of all emanations. He knows that whatever he sees is but an emanation of Krishna. In the material world, sex life is the most prominent factor. Sexual attraction is found in all species of life, and one may ask where it comes from. The wise man understands that this tendency is in Krishna, and that it is revealed in his relationships with the damsels of Raja. Whatever is found in this material world can also be found in perfection in Krishna. The difference is that in the material world everything is manifest in a perverted form. In Krishna all these tendencies and manifestations exist in pure consciousness, in spirit. One who knows this in full knowledge becomes a pure devotee of Krishna. Mahatmanas tu mampartha daivim prakriti mashritam bhajantyananya manaso gyatva puda putadim avyayam satatam kirtayantomam yatantascha dridhavrata namashyantascha mambaktya nitya yukta upasate. Quote, O son of Pritha, those who are not deluded, the great souls are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, original and inexhaustible, always chanting my glories, endeavoring with great determination, bowing down before me. These great souls perpetually worship me with devotion." Unquote Bhagavad Gita 9.13-14 Who is the great soul, the Mahatma? It is he who is under the influence of the superior energy. At present we are under the influence of Krishna's inferior energy. As living entities, our position is marginal. We can transfer ourselves to either of the two energies. Krishna is fully independent, and because we are part and parcel of Him, we also have this quality of independence. Therefore, we have a choice as to which energy we will function under. Because we are ignorant of the superior nature, we have no alternative, no alternative, but to remain in the inferior nature. Some philosophers, some philosophies, propound that there is no nature other than the one we are presently experiencing, and that the only solution to this is to nullify it and become void. But we cannot be void because we are living entities. 
It doesn't mean that we are finished just because we change our bodies. Before we can get out of the influence of material nature, we have to understand where our place actually is, where we are to go. If we do not know where to go, then we will simply say, oh, we do not know what is superior and inferior. All we know is this. So let us stay here and rot." Unquote. Bhagavad Gita, however, gives us information of the superior energy, the superior nature. What Krishna speaks, he speaks for all eternity. It does not change. It does not matter what our present occupation is or what Arjuna's occupation was. We only have to change our consciousness. At present we are guided by the consciousness of self-interest. But we do not know what our real self-interest is. Actually, we do not have self-interest, but sense-interest. Whatever we are doing, we are doing to satisfy the senses. It is this consciousness that has to be changed. In its place, we must implant our real self-interest, Krishna Consciousness. How is this done? How is it possible to become Krishna Conscious in every step of our life? Actually, Krishna makes it very easy for us. Rasoham apsukanteya Quote, O son of Kunti, Arjuna, I am the taste of water, the light of the sun and the moon, the syllable Om in the Vedic mantras. I am the sound in ether and ability in man. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 7.8 In this verse, Sri Krishna is describing how we can become Krishna conscious fully in all stages of life. All living entities must drink water. The taste of water is so nice that when we are thirsty, nothing but water seems to do. No manufacturer can create the pure taste of water. We can thus remember Krishna or God when we drink water. No one can avoid drinking water every day of his life. So Krishna consciousness, God consciousness is there. How can we forget? Similarly, when there is some illumination, that is also Krishna. The original effulgence in the spiritual sky, the Brahma Jyoti, emanates from the body of Krishna. This material sky is covered. The very nature of the material universe is darkness, which we experience at night. It is being artificially illuminated by the sun, by the reflected light of the moon, and by electricity. 
Where is this illumination coming from? The sun is being illuminated by the Brahma Jyoti, or the bright effulgence of the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, there is no need for sun, moon, or electricity, because there everything is illuminated by the Brahma Jyoti. On this earth, however, we can remember Krishna whenever we see some illumination from the sun. When we chant the Vedic mantras, which begin with Om, we can also remember Krishna. Om, like Hare Krishna, is also an address to God, and Om is also Krishna. Shabda means sound, and whenever we hear any sound, we should know that it is a vibration of the original sound, the pure spiritual sound Om, or Hare Krishna. Whatever sound we hear in the material world is but a reflection of that original spiritual sound Om. In this way, when we hear sound, when we drink water, when we see some illumination, we can remember God. If we can do this, then when will we not remember God? This is the process of Krishna consciousness. In this way, we can remember Krishna 24 hours a day. And in this way, Krishna is with us. Of course, Krishna is always with us. But as soon as we remember this, his presence is factual and is felt. There are nine processes for associating with God. And the first method of association is Shravanam, hearing. Hence Shravanam Diaries podcast. Mm. By reading Bhagavad Gita, we hear the speeches of Sri Krishna, which means that we are actually associating with Krishna or God. We should always remember that when we speak of Krishna, we refer to God. Inasmuch as we associate with God, and as we go on hearing the words of Krishna and his names, the contamination of material nature is reduced. In understanding that Krishna is sound, illumination, water and so many other things, it becomes impossible to avoid Krishna. If we can remember Krishna in this way, our association with him is permanent. Association with Krishna is like association with sunshine. Where there is sunshine, there is no contamination. As long as one is out in the ultraviolet rays of the sun, he will not be diseased. In Western medicine, sunshine is recommended for all kinds of diseases. And according to Vedas, a diseased man should worship the sun for cure. Similarly, if we associate with Krishna in Krishna consciousness, our maladies are cured. 
By chanting Hare Krishna, we can associate with Krishna and we can see the water as Krishna, the sun and the moon as Krishna. We can hear Krishna in sound and taste him in water. Unfortunately, in our present condition, we have forgotten Krishna. But now we have to revive our spiritual life by remembering him. This process of Shravanam Kirtanam, hearing and chanting, was approved by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When Lord Chaitanya was speaking with Ramananda Rai, a friend of the Lord's and a great devotee, the Lord questioned him about the methods of spiritual realization. Ramananda recommended Varnashrama Dharma, Varnashrama Dharma, Sanyasa, the renunciation of work and so many other methods. But Lord Chaitanya said no, all of these are not so good. Each time Ramananda Rai suggested something, Lord Chaitanya rejected it, requesting a better method for spiritual development. Finally, Ramananda Rai quoted a Vedic aphorism which recommended that one give up all unnecessary endeavor in mental speculation for understanding God, because by speculation it is not possible to arrive at the ultimate truth. Scientists, for example, for instance, may speculate about distant stars and planets, but they can never come to any conclusions without experience. One may go on speculating throughout his life and never reach any conclusions. It is especially useless to speculate about God. Therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam recommends that all sorts of speculation should be given up. It is recommended that instead one become submissive, realizing that not only is he an insignificant creature, but that this earth is only one small point in the great universe. New York City may seem very large, but when one realizes that the earth is such a small spot and that on the earth the United States is just another small spot and that in the United States New York City is but a small spot and that in New York the individual is only one out of millions. Then one can understand that he's not so very important after all. Realizing our insignificance in the face of the universe and God, we should not be artificially puffed up, but should be submissive. We should be very careful not to fall prey to the frog philosophy. Once there was a frog in the well, and upon being informed of the existence of the Atlantic Ocean by a friend, he asked the friend, Oh, what is this Atlantic Ocean? It's a vast body of water, his friend replied. How vast? Is it double the size of this well? Oh no, much, much larger, his friend replied. How much larger? Ten times the size? In this way, the frog went on calculating. 
But what is the possibility of his even understanding the depth and far reaches of the great ocean? Our faculties, experience and powers of speculation are always limited. We can only give rise to such frog philosophy. Therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam recommends that we give up the process of speculation as a waste of time in trying to understand the Supreme. Jai, we're going to stop here for today. And thank you so much for tuning in and we shall continue tomorrow. The link to this book is in the description. And we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna.